0: Yeah, uh, let me see. Let me see. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> swimming's was, number three. I was half
1: joking. Swimming
0: is number three, Sarah. All right.
1: Swimming. <laughs> they like the upper arm, like the, the, the big, like shoulders.
0: Number one, most attractive thing on a guy, big shoulders. That's <laughs> I know. Every what girl wants that, for. right?
1: Like <laughs> I just picture somebody at the beach with really, really big shoulders who can really swim far, Whoa. but then you got little tiny legs.
0: That guy's got big shoulders. <laughs> Yum.
1: Welcome. To the rom-com
0: rewind podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm Devin, and like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You found us somehow. Thank you, first of all. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe
1: take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide: Does it still hold up?
0: Today we have bend, bend it, it like, like Beckham. Beckham. Why'd you say it like that? Bend it like bend Beckham. it like Beckham. Beckham. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, more reviews help more people find us. Please leave us a review. As well, if you ever hear anything on any of our podcasts that you want to talk more about, you want to become a little bit of a part of the RCR fam, a lot of those conversations live on on our social media, at RomCom Rewind on Instagram, TikTok. Fire us an email if you want, RomComRewind at gmail.com. We got a message from Megan. Said, hello, thanks for doing uh, Princess Bride. This is our first message from Megan out of the blue. So thank you for reaching out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan said, it's one of my top three movies. So good. What are the other two? <laughs> she said, uh, fives across the board. I absolutely love your podcast. You two make me laugh every episode. I work in the environment field and I will spend hours alone in the woods during field season. I'll often put on your podcast out loud during those days to <laughs> one, keep me company and two scare away the bears. So true. Thank you That's so much. Idea. Keep up the awesome work. I'm really curious where she works because one, I'm just imagining like somebody else happening upon her in the woods, <laughs> and it's just us like <laughs> maniacally <laughs> laughing about romantic comedies, and they're like, "What? The? Is somebody like hosting a podcast out
1: here? Are they are they having a play out there? Yeah, the seriously. Yeah.
0: we're very animated about romantic comedies.
1: It's such a good idea, though."
0: Oh, it's a great idea. It almost sounds like a group of people. I don't know our um, efficacy in terms of like, you should probably also have bear spray on you. (laughs) I think we could probably scare away a bear if needed, but like maybe have a backup plan is all I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's dive into Bend It Like Beckham. It's a 2002 sports Romantic comedy directed by Gurinder Chada. It's the story of Jess Minder or Jess Bamra, played by Parminder Nagra. Jess comes from a British Indian Punjabi Sikh family living in London, and Jess is obsessed with football, or here in North America, we call it soccer often. Uh, her parents, Mohan and Suki, very much want her to focus on other priorities, but Jess meets Juliet, played by Kira Knightley, who's on a female football team in London. Their coach, Joe, played by Jonathan. Reese Myers brings Jess onto the team and it turns out hey you know what this girl has enough talent to possibly play pro in the United States and Bennett like Beckham ends up being Jess's story of kind of breaking the mold challenging her family proving to everyone that just because she is a woman she can still play football and ultimately maybe finding a little bit of love along the way what are your thoughts on Bennett like Beckham some girls only want one thing. Eyes down. Look sad. Indian bride never smiles. you ruin the bloody video. Jess Bamra. Oh! Want something more. Ah! Football, football. Your sister's getting engaged.
1: You must start behaving like a proper woman. Yeah. I was married at your age. You don't even want to learn how to cook down. I think this was a great pick for International Women's Day. I love this movie. And so I wanted to come out with um, something that the director said in an interview that the movie is more than just about football. And she was so adamant about keeping that name. So I'll I'll get into that in the quick facts. But the name actually of the movie was going to possibly change, but she wanted to keep it, bend it like Beckham. So it's a reference to, you know, the pro football player, Beckham, but it's also about achieving your life goals. She went on to say, you know, it's a great metaphor for all of us, but especially girls that in life, you know, to achieve our goals, sometimes it's a little bit harder. We have to take some twists and turns, but we have to possibly bend the rules, not Mm. break them, but we just bend the rules to get there and to achieve what we want to achieve. And I thought that was really, really, it was a really cool way to kind of um, use Bend It Like Beckham and and the stardom of the football player and and, and a story for Jess, but also uh, a a different meaning as well for for all girls and for for all of us. So I just, I thought that was really, really neat. I love this movie. I have loved this movie since it came out. I had it on DVD. (laughs) I think I've watched it like a hundred times. I know the words. Like, I love every part of this movie. I think um, the aspe- cultural aspect is awesome. Um, it's just such it's such a wholesome, um, phenomenally done movie.
0: So, yeah, we did choose this movie because of what it represents in regards to, you know, International Women's Day. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that later as well. But in terms of the film itself, it's just a really fun movie early two thousands <laughs> film. Do you find it like we were humming with great content around that time? And I've mentioned this on the pod before, but like bring it on 10 things I hate about you. Clueless bend it like that. I could keep on going mm-hmm. for so long yeah. talking about all the hilarious well done right. films that we made around that time. Um, this one is funny. It's compelling. You care so much about the characters. You want Jess to win oh so God, bad. You yeah. want Juliet to win. You're rooting for
1: her. You, You're rooting for them, right? You, exactly. All of them. Exactly.
0: And as much as as much as her family and the conflicts with her family drive you crazy, mm-hmm. you still rationalize with them a little bit. Yes. It's a very yeah, yeah. It's a very well-rounded story. Um and I just think this film is great in every aspect. Like it's it's one of those I don't think there's a single hole I can poke. It's so satisfying to watch, and especially when you get to the end and you know your hero makes it, you're just so friggin' happy <laughs> about it. I know, and uh, and the song playing in the background. Oh you my make god! You feel holy yeah. shit.
1: The soundtrack in this movie is phenomenal. I, remember, I know I keep saying that word, but oh,
0: I remember uh, there was a recent movie we were talking about that, like the ending wasn't quite. As great, right. and I described it as they didn't know how to land the plane. Mm-hmm. This film, the landing was just <laughs> ten out of ten. Oh Everyone my god! Everyone was clapping
1: at the end of this oh. one, like on the plane. Yes,
0: <laughs> Everybody's doing the stupid airplane. Okay, I was on a flight, and that actually happened recently. Oh yeah, it was so annoying. I was flying into Fort Lauderdale it wasn't even that windy like it was a normal <laughs> landing and people I find people want to clap more when they arrive in a warm destination I don't know what oh, the stats are because I've never arrived arrived somewhere cold and wintry and people have clapped it's always been like yeah we're in Cuba you know <laughs> <laughs> that's when it happens mark my words they're
1: they're so excited to be there
0: and get drunk yeah because it, it wasn't even a good landing like it was fine
1: so let's start us off. Jess is a football fanatic and her family does not want her to have anything to do with football because they think it's a waste of time. And, and honestly, they think she needs to find a husband already. Um, her sister is getting married and it is a big family event and extremely important that Jess be very present and not think about football all the time. So all of Jess's attention needs to be on this and not football, you know, stop talking to Beckham in your bedroom at his poster. <laughs> so Jess yeah. goes shopping with her sister Pinky um, to get a sari and to get a few last minute items for all of the wedding events that are going to be coming up. Um, and then we actually, uh, we we switch scenes and we, we actually meet Jules, who was played by Kira Knightley. I have to say, what a way to introduce a character in a lingerie bra shop with your with the, the the woman who's playing your mother in the movie pumping up bras and stick like pumping up
0: little pumps and sticking them in bras what a way welcome jules <laughs> can i ask a few questions sure. ignorant male talking okay. okay ignorant that that's we should make that a new character on the pod because ignorant i find we male. often talk from the <laughs> point of view of like my name's devin and i'm a male and i don't know anything <laughs> are those types of bras still in existence i've the never ones- seen one <sharp inhale> Ever, i the I've ones never where you pump up and she's like, "Look at the cleavage you can get." Yeah,
1: no, there's like there's uh, gel push-up bras or like yeah. but they're already built in. Yeah, like, or there's like just regular push-up bras, like they're already. They're I thought already they just there. came
0: like that. Yeah, like they come with a little bit I've, of support that I makes you.
1: I have never seen a push-up like like we're gonna have like an
0: air ballast in your tits. I've never, I've never seen that. That seems.
1: I'm sure it did exist.
0: Well, clearly they clearly. had them in this film, but, but yeah, no, not no. anymore. Okay.
1: Also, right. when was the last time you saw Kira Knightley in a movie?
0: Yeah, she's taking a little bit of a break. Eh? Yeah.
1: I mean, I just, I, I keep seeing actors uh, or acting teachers on TikTok doing impressions of her.
0: Oh, I mean, spot on. Oh my God. But the Kira Knightley impressions, <laughs> I love. Yeah.
1: If, if everyone has not had a chance yet and is on TikTok, look up Kira Knightley impressions because they are spot on by people and it is hilarious to watch. She definitely has like a specific thing that she does with her mouth when she talks. So Jess is walking through a local park on her way home with some groceries. And while walking through her friend, Tony, so we meet her friend, Tony stops her and says, you got to come play. We need you. And it's, they they play pickup football in the park. And so she stops and she plays, she schools all the boys. She's like, yeah, take that Um, scoring on them all the time. And at the same time, Jules is actually jogging through this park and sees Jess play and sees that she's really good. The next day, Jess is playing football with the boys again in the park.
0: That was brilliant. Do you play for any side? Yeah, like you. Southall United Sorry, Squad. <laughs> I play for Hansel Harrier's girls' side. That's close season at the moment, but we've got a summer tournament coming up. Should you come along? Have a trial. A trial? You think I'm good enough? Yeah. Watch you a couple of times. You've gotten really good.
1: So at the practice, uh, Jess does show up and the coach, Joe, we meets meet Joe. Yes, we meet Joe. Oh, my God. He is a snack.
0: Jonathan Reese Myers.
1: He's, yeah, lovely to look at. So <laughs> lovely to look at.
0: So, okay. The football coach here yes, yeah. is attractive. He is. The film is about Bendit like Beckham. Right. And both Juliet and Jewel, uh, mm-hmm. Jess are obsessed they like, yes, with David Beckham. Correct. What do we think are statistically the most attractive male sports? Oh, soccer not even in the top 10 series really yeah like soccer football yeah R- seriously maybe this study was done in the set but, but here's the funny thing is that they literally have David Beckham on the cover of the article but it's no not way. In there. yeah seriously number one well, okay well, what else do you thinks on the board hockey no what yeah <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: what yeah okay um okay just because the top two that i would think would be on there isn't i'm gonna take a wild guess swimming
0: yeah uh, stop okay let me see let me see (laughs) yes swimming's number three i
1: was half joking swimming is number
0: three all right
1: swimming (laughs) they like the upper arm like the, the the big like shoulders
0: Number 1 most attractive thing on a guy, big shoulders. That's <laughs> I know, typically every what every girl wants look that, for. right?
1: Like I just picture somebody at the beach with really really big shoulders who can really swim far, Whoa. but then you got little tiny legs. That guy's got big shoulders.
0: <laughs> Yum. Remember that cartoon Johnny Bravo? <laughs> yes. Huge shoulders yes. on the guy.
1: All he needs is hair. No offense, <laughs> but like Michael Phelps is not the top of my list. He's not. His ears, you know?
0: But like he Sarah, I also found Okay, I'm jumping a little bit ahead on the <laughs> pod, but I have later for content, most attractive athletes oh, and of all I gar- time. and I
1: guarantee you he's on there. He he's is got on that, there. He's got that bling around his neck.
0: He's got the bling, but also like he's an attractive... <laughs> Whoa, is it just about the bling? Like as soon as you win well, not for me, gold medals, you're like, yeah, all right, you're just hot. <laughs> you're, you're saying Bolt's got to be on the I list. I don't think
1: he's that hot, okay. Michael Phelps.
0: Okay, so... But there was also Ryan Lochte, remember him? Oh
1: yeah, yes, I do. Yes, he was he, hot. Yeah He was, yeah Okay, no, no, no Swimmers are hot Don't get me wrong Okay All All right, right. all right I agree now Big shoulders on swimmers
0: It's hot Uh, Yeah So that's number three
1: Okay, number three All right Uh, Baseball's on there
0: Yeah, at number four
1: Okay We got
0: bowling Which I don't get Because baseball you can also
1: Like No, baseball players are hot Okay, they are Yes, their uniforms Like them You like them
0: because of the uniforms? No, I
1: like baseball And (laughs) baseball players And their uniforms It's like third, you know? (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. they're hot great uniforms as well yes. you gotta factor it in right okay. you do right. Got it.
1: you do uh, US football uh, yes that's at number Kay. two yes and you know what their uniforms also make them hot too
0: no, they don't.
1: Yes, depending on the colors. They have massive I have had it's conversations. A color scheme no, 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 thing? no, no, no. Are okay. you kidding? I enjoy football, like US football. But let me just tell you, I have had conversations with other girls okay. that have said that they enjoy looking at at like at football players in their outfits and they also like specific teams because of
0: their colors. All right. <laughs> We're going way up
1: I'm just letting you know
0: We're off on this pod because we now need to get to the bottom of this, Sarah Google, can you... Here, I'll pull it up on my end I'm going to show you all of the NFL logos yes. You tell me what the most attractive color schemes are Okay, I can tell
1: you the Seahawks have really nice
0: colors what? Okay, you just know Seahawks Well, I watch That's football. like turquoise
1: Well, those are nice colors It's like teal. But like, you know what I mean? Like the Raiders don't have nice colors. That's black and silver. Exactly.
0: Like those are great colors. We hate black and silver. They're not great colors. But wait, uh, like the Miami Dolphins are also like a teal color. Oh, actually,
1: maybe it's the Miami Dolphins. Maybe Seahawks are too bright. Like, for example, I don't like purple, so I would never choose the Vikings. Hey, you know, that's great. Like
0: Vikings, not attractive. Baltimore Ravens, not <laughs> yeah, attractive. Not really. Not I feel really. like we're on on a game of guess who. Okay. And I'm just like knocking down. Um, I
1: like, I like red, you know,
0: 49ers. Okay. 49ers. Yeah. Red. A mm-hmm. little bit of gold. Yes. Yes. Ooh, yes.
1: Classic. A little royal rich. Timeless. Okay. Definitely not the Broncos. Cause they're orange. I'd say Packers, um, Miami dolphins and Buffalo. Buffalo
0: Bills. Bills,
1: yeah. A little red and blue. Sure. Yeah. But I'll what about the Texans?
0: Red and blue. That's not good enough. I don't
1: That's know. That's a dark blue. I don't think we've like I don't get to watch the Texans often cuz we don't get them on our TV the games. <laughs> Do we? Do we just not watch them?
0: We just don't watch them, oh, Sarah. Okay. I just, I just choose not to watch them because they're garbage. Oh, okay. they're yeah, they're very bad. Okay,
1: well then that's why.
0: Yeah, I got a streaming. I service. actually don't. We get all the games. We just choose not Personally, to watch. them. I
1: don't think I remember what their uniforms look like. Anyway, fair enough. I digress immensely here
0: okay let's zoom through number one on the list most yes. attractive sports okay. statistically surfing has the most attractive oh, male athletes i
1: would agree with that wholeheartedly really? okay. yes and i'm so happy
0: it's an olympic sport now surfers mm-hmm. uh number They're two hot. you said football yep. number three we said swimming mm-hmm. number four we said baseball uh number five is tennis
1: okay i you know what the fact that tennis replaced like football soccer no thank yeah. you i didn't yeah. believe
0: that no you know what? I'm going to skip six because it's the ridiculous one. Seven is rugby. Eight okay. is basketball, mm-hmm. which I thought might be higher, actually. Yeah. Nine is golf. They're all old. Oh, some of them are. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely <laughs> like a few half that are old. old. Yeah, probably about half. You're okay. right. And ten is athletics.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, that's like track and field and stuff like that. Like, like yeah, love it.
0: The one I skipped over is motorsports. That's not a sport.
1: I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> totally kidding. I'm joking. But I,
0: I don't think it... Uh,
1: I feel like it is big, but I, they're wearing helmets. I don't
0: see what they look like. But there's also no... Okay, there's not... And they're no. on a bike. I can't see their uniforms. Did you say on a bike? Motorsports? Yeah, it's driving. No. Yeah, it's like Formula One. No. Motorsports? Yeah. It's like NASCAR.
1: Oh, I thought it was like um, dirt biking.
0: <laughs> oh. I suppose that is a motorsport, yes. I guess.
1: That's in my mind. It's like dirt bikes and stuff like that and uh, like motor. The
0: article talks about NASCAR and Formula One oh, having attractive
1: Yeah, no. Not to replace athletes. soccer. There's no way that they can do that. Okay. Well that that was fun.
0: So Jess and Juliet <laughs> are at um so so Joe. Yeah. He's the soccer coach. Also happens to be attractive.
1: Very attractive. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he kind of goes through, uh, you know, where she usually plays, if she's going to change from her runners. And we find out that Jess really has only played in the park with her friends and she doesn't have any gear. And um, but she does show her stuff and that she's good enough to be on the team. So she's invited back to play on the team. So at the next practice, the coach gives her a uniform and Jess has changed, but she is sitting on the bench. She won't go onto the field. So um, the coach, Joe, heads over to chat with Jess and we find out that she has a huge burn scar um, on her leg from fried beans on toast when she, it was an accident when she was a child. She was making it and it. Um, she's very self-conscious about it. So she ends up talking it through with Joe and she realizes, you know what, like, I need to overcome this and... and she ends up going to play. It was a nice little backstory I found that made um, her character a little deeper and, and the co- started to show the connection with her and Joe.
0: Yeah. And it also shows why he's no longer playing. He's got this scar on his knee. There's a little bit of camaraderie knee surgery there. and yeah, yeah.
1: So after practice, uh, Jess goes to the park to see her friends and she ends up schooling the boys again. Um, But Jess's mom is walking through the park and sees her in her football uniform and shorts. And she gets so mad at Jess and tells her, you know, you can't play soccer or football anymore. What man would want you? You know, you're showing off your legs. And her parents tell, tell her, like, you're done. Like, you can't play. But, you know, her friend says, like, why don't you keep playing? They don't have to know. So at the same time, Jules shows up and says, you know what? I can get you a pretend job where I work. You can just tell them that you're working there with me and that'll solve the problem. You can still play. Boom. Cue
0: the football
1: game and practice montage with great music
0: for about five (laughs) minutes. Oh, like is a sports montage. Where does that rank in your hierarchy of rom-com montages? I do
1: still love a dress up montage. I got to say okay,
0: we prefer the dress up The
1: music. However, in this soccer practice game montage was very good. And I give it a five Listen, out of five.
0: If you're ever going to do a montage in your film, you better nail the music. Absolutely. Sarah will not have it any other way. for <laughs> no, music and not a dress up montage. You're out of cool. here. Don't even.
1: (laughs) So Jess ends up still playing and her sister actually finds out because, you know, she was supposed to pick her up from work and she wasn't there, but, um, she ends up telling Pinky, her sister, that she's actually not sneaking off to see a boy, but instead sneaking off to play football. And, um, Pinky is pissed and we kind of find out later she ends up getting Jess back for that. Um, Jess gets her mom to give her some money to go and buy some shoes for for the wedding, for Pinky's wedding. But she ends up going to buy proper uh, soccer cleats or football cleats for her for her football games. And her sister is the worst. And when she gets back home, she grabs the bag and her mom sees the cleats and is making her bring them back instead of bringing them back, she heads over to Jules' house who lends her a pair of black uh, shoes that she can um, wear with bridesmaids' dresses and saris and things like that. So for her sister's wedding.
0: Which is extremely important later on. Like literally the single best line in this film (laughs) happens because she's wearing those shoes. Yes, it does. And we'll get to it.
1: Yeah. So afterwards, after uh, Jess leaves uh, Jules' house, Jules actually leaves with her and they go to the bus stop and um, they're laughing together and they're just like dying over the conversation that they had with Jules's mom at the house and the man that Pinky is marrying his parents actually see Jess and Jules at a bus stop and they think that Jess is kissing an English white boy and that it's absolutely unacceptable and they actually call off the wedding they go to Jess's parents house and they call off the wedding so goodbye twinkle lights up on the house (laughs) those are gone and uh Jess tries to clear things up but it won't work so Again, here's where Pinky comes in. Because she's pissed at Jess for calling off her
0: wedding. She's still been playing, you know? She ain't got no job or nothing. She's been lying. Oh, God, why did you give me two deceiving daughters? Pinky is really... Like, they do have a sister camaraderie sometimes, but sometimes Pinky is just so petty. But you know
1: what, though? And I thought about that while I was watching the movie, and in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, why does she have to be such a, you know, a bee? Um, But does that really show... A real relationship between sisters. Yeah, it kind of does. Like, like it's not, it's not written out as a script. Like it, you genuinely watch it and you're like, oh, like, you know, yeah. Sisters could actually do that to one another. Like that could actually happen. It it was believable. Joe actually goes by Jess's parents' house to talk to them. Swoon. He looks so hot in that doorway. Just saying. In the doorway. Yeah. When he opens the door, he's like all like, you know. Looking at that. Oh, it's so good.
0: <laughs> Something about a man in a doorway. <laughs> in a white crisp shirt. In a white crisp shirt. <laughs> Looking to, like him. <laughs> to try to convince my parents to play football.
1: So he apologizes. like it. He apologizes to them. <laughs> um, like for not knowing <laughs> that she was even playing without her, you know, without her parents knowing. And um, they still say like, Jess, you can't play. So Joe's, J- Joe's pretty like bummed and Jess is bummed. And so, you know, Jess talks to Joe outside of the house and and Joe says, like, you know, we're playing in Germany this weekend and, you know, your parents may not always know what's best for you. So Pinky redeems herself, redemption for Pinky, and she actually covers for Jess so that Jess can get to Germany with the team. So during the football game, the team heads out, or sorry, after the football game, um, they lose, but the team heads out to the club.
0: We got to talk about this, you know, Joe... Juliet, the whole team, Jess, they go out to this German nightclub, they're dancing, and listen, guys, we need to be real with each other, because back in the early 2000s, (laughs) there were a lot of dance moments in film that we thought, whoa, this (laughs) is the pinnacle (laughs) of art. You can't get any better. (laughs) This, and now we rewatch that same shit, and we're like, "What?" In the world. What
1: were they thinking? Were
0: we thinking? Were they thinking? So I want to do the all-time list of most cringe dance scenes that we once thought were great. All right. Because I think scenes. Okay. This one makes the list. Mm -hmm. And and just so we can get a distinguishing factor here, if you are subtly poking fun at yourself, that's okay. Right. If it's genuinely well done, that's okay too. Like Hugh Grant in Love Actually, the jump. Jump for my love. Yeah. That's fine. Because he's kind of teasing. Like yes, it's, he's it's, having
1: fun and he's doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Napoleon Dynamite. Totally. Doesn't make the list no. because it's just ridiculous. 13 going on 30. The and thriller I, dance scene is well done. Yes. So also, I'll, Napoleon Dynamite is well done. So, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you what would you have on the list?
1: Okay, so I have not seen this movie in forever. So I can't spe- like specify a specific scene, but I remember there were a lot of scenes in this movie that were dance related. Um the movie Honey.
0: Okay, you know what? That doesn't make the list, but yeah. I saw it on some lists.
1: So like in my in my mind I can't pick out a specific scene for you cuz I honestly haven't seen it since it came out, but I know that there are scenes in there that I would look back on and be like, "Oh, okay." You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I see your honey, and this song, this movie I feel like is like the cousin to Honey. Uh, step Up, not the original.
1: Oh, I was gonna say not the step original. Step Up
0: Revolution.
1: I've never seen that. There one is thing.
0: an <laughs> unbelievably bad beach dance scene. Oh no, it's really not good. What else do you think's on the list? Oh,
1: I mean, um, save the last dance.
0: Number one, Julia (laughs) Styles, the last dance. Like Back then, we thought it was great. Yeah, we did. We We really did. did. And I don't like Mm -hmm. Julia Styles thought like she was nailing it. Yeah. Now, 20 years later, you're like, we weren't nailing it. Do you think she (laughs) looks back on that and is like, oh, no,
1: that we shouldn't have done that. That was not a thing that I should have done.
0: I think probably. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. I think probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else you got?
1: Um, Is there anything from Bring It On?
0: Uh, Not the original, but Bring It On All or Nothing.
1: All or Nothing. Okay. Hayden okay.
0: Panettiere yes. has this yes. really cringy gym dance. Anyt- yes.
1: Actually, I remember that dancing. That is yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime you
0: you dance as a way to like fight somebody and it's not West Side yeah. Story, <laughs> it's not good. Okay. <laughs> oh that film and Grease, they yeah. nail it. Yeah. Bring it on All or Nothing, you're not nailing it. Okay. It
1: is nothing. It's not all of it. It is not all of it. It is nothing. <laughs> um, okay. And I, this one is should not oh, be on okay. the List. Is it like Mean Girls Christmas dance scene? No, that's impeccable. Okay, I was going to say great. that is
0: perfect. Yeah, all right. Okay, uh, good. However, Kevin James in Hitch, remember when he's dancing and oh, Will Smith is watching no. him dance? He's that dancing to massive Usher. Massive secondhand he's doing embarrassment. The Q-tip oh, I know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man Three, Tommy Maguire has he turns into like bad Spider-Man during that film? I don't remember that one. Oh, it's really it's not good.
1: <laughs> um, I believe it though. Like you can't mix like a funny dance scene or a. Trying to be a good dancing in like a Spider Man movie.
0: Yeah, when the lines blurred between is yeah. this funny or are they serious? That's that's yeah. where you when get you into have trouble. To question it. Um, Zach Efron in High School Musical Two has oh. an iconically cringy. I don't dance remember it. Song scene. Did you ever?
1: <laughs> I feel like I want to go on YouTube that though.
0: Oh, YouTube all of them. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Uma Thurman and John Travolta. Oh, okay. I remember what scene, yeah. So I actually watched that with my girlfriend like back in high school, mm-hmm. my girlfriend's family. Oh. And they like, they hadn't watched Pulp Fiction. They weren't Quentin Tarantino people. Oh, And like his no. delivery is very- I was very... gonna say,
1: it's like, it's a specific type of, It's yeah. a vibe. hmm
0: And they were just so- Annoyed that I had picked this film until the you dance You picked it? Yeah, I picked it. Oh no. And then the dance thing comes up. So her mom's like, oh, John Travolta is such a good dancer. Oh, I'm God. so excited. And it wasn't good. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like really like, like it's it's part of the charm of the film, but like if you're not a fan yeah. of that, you're like, this yeah. is garbage. And the last one on the list, A Knight's Tale. Heath oh. Ledger. They do this, um, where he's teaching everybody a dance from his country, which doesn't exist. By the it's <laughs> Liechtenstein. I don't know.
1: Well, I was gonna say Liechtenstein does exist. it does exist. Anyway. I can't
0: remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he does this stupid dance thing. They're all dancing along to it. Here's where it gets cringe, though. It's a medieval film set right. in medi- medieval times. Yes. Midway through the dance sequence, they jump from medieval music into David Bowie golden years. Oh. So it's like g- 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 golden years. And then they're dancing along to like a modern contemporary song. Which like,
1: doesn't exist. Which,
0: yeah, <laughs> like just odd place. But like, it is a great song. Yeah, just not for that time know.
1: period. It's like
0: 300 years too early. Feels weird. Feels <laughs> weird to put that in there. Uh, and that's the list of all time. We thought they were good when they happened. But now looking back, oof.
1: Thinking back, uh, no. it's a no. <laughs> that was fun. So at the club, Jess wears a really nice dress, and Joe totally has a crush on her at this point. We we now know, and Jules is a bit jealous. Even though earlier she told Jess that she did not have a crush on him, we clearly know that she did.
0: I was gonna say, you know, when that happens in a film, you know.
1: Yeah. So Joe um Joe gets Jess to dance, and they're dancing, and she gets dizzy from all of the smoke in the club, and she heads outside, and of course Joe follows her, and they're they're talking, and they're about to kiss, and Jules comes out and sees them very close, and yells you know you bitch and runs away what an exit (laughs) so they get off the bus coming home from germany and um jules is pissed at jess won't talk to her won't even look at her but the bigger issue is jess's parents are at the airport waiting for her and they know where she's been
0: dun 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 she's been in germany playing football
1: so jess can't play football anymore and uh she tells joe and he says to her, your parents won't let you play. And he says, whose life are you living then? And why are you giving up? So Jess goes to see Jules to see if they can make up. And her mom gets them tea and overhears them, but mishears them and thinks that Jules and Jess are actually in a relationship together. And her mom is very upset and... um yeah, this kind of starts something that happens later on in the movie, which is quite
0: funny. It's it's a hilarious subplot that yes, Juliet's parents think that her and Jess were in a relationship. It just plays out in wild fashion. <laughs> it does, yes.
1: So Jess's family is heading to Temple and Jess stays back pretending to be sick so that she can go and play football. So again, Pinky um, covers for her and she leaves, but her dad they go back to the house after they leave after Jess has already left for the house, uh, left the house. And Jess's dad goes back in the house to grab something that he forgot and calls to her and she doesn't call back. And so we know that, that Jess's dad now knows where she probably is. So this game, this football game, Jess's friends are there, you know, there's lots of people cheering her on. Um, And, we also see Jess's dad come to the game to watch. This is the game that Jess actually gets kicked out of. Joe yells at her after the game because he didn't hear her be called that name. And Jess is really upset about it. And the the thing that sucks is that her dad sees how good she is, but then sees how she reacted during the game, too. So it's almost like it was like a really good thing for Jess's dad to see how great she was, but also like just bad timing. So that's not good. He doesn't want her to play anymore. Again, the amount of times that her parents tell her that she can't play throughout this movie is plentiful. She finds out that the wedding is back on. So thank God Pinky's now in a fantastic mood, Um, but it's on the same date as the final game of the season for Jess. Um, And as it turns out, there is a scout coming for Jess and Jules Um, and Jess and Jules have finally made up. So Jess's sister's wedding events are happening and Joe comes by the house again to see if um, the family will let Jess go to the game because there's a scout coming and they still won't let her play. So so it's the day of Pinky's wedding um, and the finals for her last football game of the season and at the wedding reception after, you know, they've been married and and everybody's now partying hard uh tony grabs her and says if you leave now you can make it for the second half and jess tells him like i can't do that people are gonna notice and he goes there's no way like there's like 400 people here nobody's gonna notice and at the same time jess's dad is there and says you look like you're miserable and at your father's funeral you need to go to the game to finish what you love and come back and you better be darn happy the dad in this movie god i just love him like oh He's so cute. So at the game, Jess scores and wins the game for the team. And um, they all help her back into her sari. Um, But they find out, Jules and Jess find out that they both have a full scholarship. Santa Clara in California um, to play soccer in the U.S.
0: They're given a scholarship. And then Jess gets back to the wedding and nothing is amiss. Nothing's amiss. Everything's happy. Oh, and then we get the in the scene where Pinky and her husband are going out to the car, uh, Jules yes. and her mom yes. show up. And yeah. on the ride here, uh, Jules' mom is, <laughs> I think she's gearing up for a little <laughs> bit of an argument with Jess, because she, remember, she still thinks that Jess broke Juliet's heart. Right. Yeah. She thinks they're still, like, they were together and now they're not. Mm-hmm. So they roll up... <laughs> Juliet's mom sees Jess, she's ready to give her a piece of her mind, (laughs) then she notices that Jess has her shoes on, (laughs) she's like, you lesbian feet out of my shoes! Lesbian? (sighs) Her birthday's in March, I thought she was a Pisces? She's a Pisces. She's a Pisces. (laughs) And then one of them is like, she's not Lebanese. Like, I'm dying listening to the, oh yeah, it was so well done. It's even better with the captions on because you don't miss any of those little tiny lines because they're kind of just like chatting in the background. So funny. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So Jess's sister grabs her and pulls her into the car um, after telling Jules's mom, like, hey, lady, like, it's my wedding day bugger off. So in the car, Pinky asks Jess, like, don't you want all this? And Jess tells her, no, like, I want more than this. I was offered a scholarship to play in the U.S. and I want to go. We know that Jess has to come to terms with telling her parents that she wants to go to the U.S. and that she got a full scholarship. Um, and she says, like, I played in the game today. I was brilliant and I have a scholarship to the U.S. and I'm gonna, I want to go and so her dad says you know what like and those english cricket players threw me out of their club like a dog i never complained on the contrary i vowed that i will never play again who suffered me but i don't want jesse to suffer i don't want her to make the same mistakes that her father made of accepting life accepting situations i want her to fight and i want her to win and so they're going to allow her to play finally here we go they're turning around So she runs to see Joe and I'm wondering if she ran the whole time there. Like she ran all the way there because she like runs onto the field. (laughs) I just like have this picture of her running from her house all the way to the field in her sorry. Um, She runs to see Joe and they hug and they're about to kiss. And then Jess says she can't. She can't because, you know, it's one thing to let her parents for her parents to let her go to the U S to play, but like she's to, pushing it
0: with, a, with she, her English guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. She's pushing it with that. Um, and so he agrees he's heartbroken, but says like, okay, you know what? I guess there's no point. Cause I'm going to be here and you're going to be in the States. So that's kind of, you know, the end of that. And you're like, oh my gosh, are we going to see more? Are they going to be together? Well, the girls are headed off at the airport and Joe comes to say goodbye. And he tells Tells Jess that he was offered the job to coach the men's side, but he turned him down because he's going to coach the girls side and they're going to go pro next year, which is fantastic. And Joe tells her that, you know, even with everything that they might still have something and they kiss, they kiss and the family doesn't realize or notice because Beckham is walking through the airport with Posh Spice. (laughs)
0: A <laughs> little bit of a plot I feel because Beckham doesn't come until later. The parents are just there and they don't notice the kiss happening. Like, come on.
1: Well, it's kind of the same. And then, like, cue the great music again, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. We're, we're back to You Make Me Feel. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then Jess says she's back at Christmas and then they can tackle her mom and dad then. And things had to have gone well because the next scene we see, it's springtime or summer. And um, Jess's dad is playing cricket with Joe in their front kind of, like, um, park community
0: area so so they're still together They're still together i love it so
1: much you know i love a happy ending (laughs) um and then i love the end credits because i love like a good ole 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 with some like great dancing
0: the end that's bend it like beckham quick facts
1: parminder nagra was worried that the scar on her leg would prevent her from getting the role of jess instead the scar and the story behind it were worked into the script
0: wow that was real Mm -hmm. i didn't know that
1: yeah yeah it was and it's like beans on toast. That's the story, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A West End musical version of this movie opened at London's Phoenix Theatre on June 24th, 2015 and ran for nine months. This was the first Western film allowed to be shown in North Korea. Beating out established players like Louis Figo and Ronaldo, Parminder Nagra won the 2002 Federal Internationale de Football Association, or FIFA's International Football Personality of the Year Presidential Award, and she was the first female to ever receive the honor. The chauffeur driver of the Rolls Royce in the wedding scene was not an actor, but an actual chauffeur, and was unaware he was in a film. He believed instead that it was simply a wedding with a lot of cameras. It was only, it was only when he discovered he was in the film when, to their, to their surprise, one of his relatives saw him in the background. <laughs> Though their characters are roughly the same age, in reality, there's a 10-year age gap between Parminder and uh, Kira Knightley. Parminder was born in 1975, and Kira Knightley was born in
0: 1985. Wow.
1: Many female English football players have said that this film helped inspire them in their respected careers. Mel C. wanted her song Independence Day to be used in the movie, but the lyrics didn't work, so she rewrote them in order for the song to be used. This film grossed $76.5 million off of a $6 million budget. The Hounslow Harriers team did not exist in real life, and does not, but almost all the players in the movie are professional footballers. Much of this movie's plot centers around the main character's goal of going to the U.S. to play professional soccer for the Women's United Soccer Association, and highlight clips are shown of several of the league's superstars. On September 18, 2003, just seven weeks after the movie's official release in the U.S., uh, the Women's United Soccer Association suspended operations due to financial problems. Anupam Kerr, or uh, Mr. Bhamra, is a superstar of Hindi uh, cinema, a.k.a. Bollywood, with a career that spans almost tw- uh, 20 years, with nearly 150 films made. He also played Praminder's father in this movie, um, but he also played her father again in the TV show ER
0: in 2004. I was going to say, his face, like, he mm. is recognizable.
1: The picture uh, on the living room wall that Jess's family keeps referring to is Guru Nanak, uh, the founder of Sikhism. Jess wears number seven for the Hounslow Harriers, the number David Beckham wears for England and once wore for Manchester United. The number that Kira Knightley wears, number nine, is uh, the number that Mia Hamm wears. Rather than holding uh, a casting session, uh, the director sent out an invitation to the Hounslow Sikh community to appear in the wedding scenes, hoping that they would get enough people interested. The morning of the wedding scene, um, they had so many interested parties that they actually had to turn people away. All of the extras wore their own clothes, um, and the only scripted moments in the scenes were the actors. Many of the wedding guests in the movie were also relatives of the director and they added realism by throwing themselves wholeheartedly into the scenes, treating the shoot as if it were a real wedding. The actresses in this film were coached by Simon Clifford, who runs a Brazilian soccer school. Both Kira Knightley and Praminder Nagra did months and months of uh, soccer training before filming this movie. The scenes where Jess bends the ball in the movie, that is all Praminder and on the first take too. She didn't need to use a stand-in or a body double to do so. Apart from Kira Perminder and Trisha Marie Lewis, who's a member of the popular English-Canadian girl group All Saints, the film's fictional Hounslow Harriers soccer team was composed mostly of players from real London football clubs. David Beckham happily approved of his name being used in the movie. According to ESPN, the movie's U.S. title was almost changed to Move It Like Mia, in reference to American professional soccer player Mia Hamm. But the director told, um, told the Burn It All Down podcast in 2019 that Soccer and Me was also considered. In Germany, however, the title was changed to Kick It Like Beckham. <laughs> Both Kira Knightley and Juliet Stevenson, who plays Jules' mom in this movie, have played parts in Jane Austen adapted movies. Kira played Elizabeth Bennett in 2005 movie Pride and Prejudice, uh, whereas Juliet played uh, Mrs. Elton in the 1996 movie Emma. Gurinder Chada has a few cameos in this movie. So the director, a wedding guest dressed in pink uh, in the conga line, uh, she was at the party the night before the wedding, and she's in the circle of relatives clapping, wearing a blue suit, and the younger of the two women that Jules and uh, Jess jog past in the park.
0: Before we jump into honorable mentions, because David Beckham is such a big part of this film. Mm-hmm. And Jess and Juliet are so obsessed with him. I think we need to do all-time most attractive athletes. Athletes, okay. And like recent memory. We're not going back to like, like Wayne Gretzky was on the list. Yeah. Played hockey in the 80s. I think we can.
1: Yeah. More recent. Move on. All right.
0: Who would you have? Sidney Crosby. What? Yeah. Not on the list. (laughs) Okay. Not on any list.
1: Okay. Sidney Crosby? Yeah, I think he's hot. Okay, Cristiano Ronaldo's in there. He is at number two. At number
0: two, for sure. He's
1: super hot. Uh, Michael Phelps is on there. We already talked
0: about it. Big shoulders. Let's see him. (laughs) Big shoulders to match his
1: big ears. And Ryan
0: Lochte (laughs) made a few lists. He's not on this list, though.
1: Okay. Um, I mean, David Beckham's on there. He's number one. Tom Brady's on there.
0: He's number three. Do you agree with that ranking? David Beckham at one, Ronaldo at two, Brady at three. Yes. Okay.
1: I mean, I don't like Tom Brady, but he is attractive.
0: Your mortal enemy. I, well, okay, he's not a moral likes, enemy.
1: I just don't like every him. Every time we talk just,
0: about football, you're like, eh, Tom Brady.
1: Don't get me wrong. He is very good at football, but I just don't, I don't know. Just like retire already, you know? Oh, he did. I know. Well, for the second time in like two years. Um. I don't believe him, you know? He's got to make it one full season before I believe him. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Okay, so... Who else Who else? You got? Who else? Um, like, okay, tell me the
0: sports that they're in. Uh, There's a basketball player, a hockey player, a tennis player, and then I've got a special Sarah pick that we could leave until the end if we want. Like, the uh, Sarah pick isn't on any my list. Special,
1: my, my pick would have been Sidney Crosby.
0: Well, that's not who I have okay. here. Okay. I picked who I thought you would say. Okay. You know
1: what? I don't I don't have any other guests. So tell Kobe
0: me. Bryant was at 4. Oh, yeah, okay. Henrik Lundqvist. Who's that? Hockey player? Swedish. Okay. Very good looking in a suit. Oh. You can cool. google him. All right, I will. <laughs> Rafael Nadal. Oh, yes, he is hot. And then Sarah's
1: yeah, I'm interested. Secret pick. I like that it's my secret pick, but I have no idea, and you know, okay.
0: Like we've talked about this guy on the same level as like in terms of your love, like it's like Andy Samberg, mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> then probably him in a long time. Probably this guy, oh. pro Canadian snowboarder oh. Mark McMorris. Oh my
1: God! Yes, you're so right. Sarah is I love obsessed. Him. Yeah. I do love him. He's super good looking, and his brother too.
0: I was about to say, your
1: Craig, is you're really also obsessed too. with
0: his brother too, which <laughs>
1: yeah. is almost She's weird. He's an announcer. Everyone, he's a snowboarder <laughs> announcer, um, and he also does the snowboard, like the announcing for snowboarding for um, the Olympics too. So yes. But- they're both canadian and they're both really hot <laughs> i have a crush okay
0: i haven't said anything in a while sarah this is all you gushing like a schoolgirl about mark mcmorris oh my god uh, and
1: you know what he dates a surfer
0: <laughs> tell us what else you know about mark mcmorris <laughs> he's a gemini <laughs> i don't actually know
1: I'm sure Wikipedia could tell me,
0: though, if I wanted to know. She's flipping her hair right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Getting all red, blushing. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Honorable mentions. We talked about it a little bit off the top. The aging of this film, like the real essence of this podcast is like, hey, we all agree that 10 Things I Hate About You is fantastic, right? We all love to rewatch it. Let's do that together point out our favorite lines and what we see along the way. And what we have seen is that oftentimes when we go back through some of these older films, 10 Things I Hate About You is fantastic, but some of them don't necessarily tackle race, sexuality, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff in a very good way. Especially when you're looking at it from, like, you know, current day's standards. This film, and I think it is in large part because the director, like, this is Gurinder's own point of view. Yeah. Like, putting it through a soccer lens, but, like, Gurinder's own, like, Mm -hmm. upbringing, Indian, Punjabi, Sikh. Sometimes we rewatch these films, and I think in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, like, how, how do they do they do this well or do they not? Mm-hmm. When you watch American pie or like a Dane cook oh movie God. and you're like, holy shit, that, <laughs> that went off the Does rails. Not well, this has not aged. Well, this film could come out today. Keep it all the same. Don't change a thing. And I'd be like, wow, they, they did a great job at tackling yeah. a lot of these conversations. And I think that's my honorable mention. Just like this film is so well done. It's so endearing. It's so compelling.
1: I think um, that's a great honorable mention because it's true. It's, it's the culture clash, right. Of, of, and diving into it of two different, like two worlds coming together and, you know, Jess for, for, this conversation is in the middle of it she wants to do something but she also wants to make her parents proud and be respectful of her parents and do the things that they that they would want her to do and but yet she also wants to follow her own dreams and so it's like the balancing act of all of that you know the fact that we know that it's the director's relatives and that she reached out to the Sikh community and it's like all the extras that she brought in for the wedding scenes like it just it was really believed the family at parts of it, right? Absolutely. Like you really believed that they were one big family and who, you know, who really loved each other and who really, you know, respected
0: each other. And I just really liked that. In the past we've seen films that don't come from a certain culture and they try to represent a culture and it comes off extremely poorly. Yeah. Or maybe just tone deaf. I think, you know, Garinder doing this film about this community from her own point of view it probably paved the way for I think of somebody like Jenny Han who did all of these movies with like a Korean background and the PSI I still love you series yeah it kind of paved the way for her to be like here's here's my culture and here I'm gonna write a rom-com but like it's gonna be Korean based because that's who I am what should have been.
1: I don't have any what should have been.
0: Oh, Sarah, it's the age-old question.
1: Do they stay together? Yeah, of course they do. No, no.
0: It's the (laughs) other age-old question for the 2020s. Does this film need a remaster, a reboot, a resurfacing, a remaking, a refurbishing? No. uh, Now I'm going through DIY projects. Um, Should it have had a sequel? Like, I think... They did kind of leave the door open just a tiny bit with these girls going off to college. right. So hey, there's there's an opening here. We could have carried the story on. We chose not to right. But I don't know. I don't
1: know I don't think so I like I like it the way it is.
0: I think we've been scarred by the bring it on series that we're really afraid of what could happen <laughs>
1: if you do too yeah. many
0: if you do a sequel and then another sequel and then another sequel and then another sequel and then you're like it goes downhill oh God it goes to, it can certainly go downhill <laughs> but this was just so well done I thought uh, maybe maybe there could be something there overall rewatchability I've got chemistry a four point5 Storyline, a perfect five out of five. Thirst Factor, a 3.5. Imagination, a 4.4. Soundtrack was also a a perfect five out of five. You know what? If you look at the soundtrack for this film, there's not a whole ton there, but there's like five impeccable songs yeah. that they picked the best moments <laughs> yeah, for they did. and that like that's perfect baby yeah. that's all we need five out of five for that <laughs> and she's a four out of five for an overall score of 4.4 4 out of five which for me anything over a four is we're sizzling into all-time great territory yeah. and at a 4.4 this is this is genuinely a really fantastic film
1: it is my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 4.5. Storyline, 5. Thirst Factor, 5. Imagination, 4.7. Soundtrack, 5. Cheese, 4.4. For an overall score of 4.76 out of 5. Woo! I
0: She's like it. She's high. She is. That's been your rom-com rewind of Bend It Like Beckham. Wherever you're listening, please throw us a, a review subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to be part of the RCR fam, as well if you want to reach out and talk about anything that you've heard on a pod, you know, send us a message. Sarah responds to 100% of our DMs. At RomComRewind on Instagram. Thanks for listening.